What's shaking, cats and kittens? Thank you for supporting my podcast and my sustaining partners. I want to tell you about one of them right now, Charmington Holistics. Do you know what an apothecary is? Well, an apothecary makes and provides medicines. Charmington Holistics specializes in all natural herbal remedies and is an apothecary. So, what's ailing you? Can't sleep? Got a stomach ache? Got the blues? Well, head on over to Charmington Holistics where you can find herbal support for anything you need. A personal blended tea, herbal tonic, and supplements can offer you an alternative to that Advil bottle while an in-house herbalist listens to your needs as well. Charmington Holistics is your source for all things herbal. Head on over to 425 South Conklin Street in Highland Town or visit Charmington Holistics on Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok. And Charmington Holistics is open 12 to 5 on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Head on over, check them out, tell them Rob Lee sent you. Welcome to Getting to the Truth in This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee. And my next guest is the owner of a Black-owned, small-batch, tea-focused kombucha beverage company, Tartuga Kombucha. Please welcome Davon Pulliam. Hey, how are you? I'm fantastic. Um, so for the fine folks who are uninitiated, give us your background, that, that, uh, those vital statistics, where you're from, how'd you get to Baltimore, and how'd you get into um, kombucha? Uh, so I am originally from New York. I moved, uh, in 2003 and I was in high school and my first job was at Southern blues in Randallstown. Um, I was cooking there and then I went to college. I went to culinary school, came back, fast forward, worked in restaurants. And, uh, when kombucha was kind of picking up, I, uh, found some at the farmer's market at 32nd street, uh, uh ferments kombucha and, uh, it was a long day ahead of me and they offered it to me to like kind of help me get through and over my previous evening of work and through my next long hours of work. And after that, I started making it and then it turned from hobby to trying to figure out what kind of business I want to start for myself. And, and yeah, from hobby to, you know, project to now, you know, very small <laughs> learning operations, uh, technically still a business, but still not like big or anything yet. So that's, that's, a the quick answer. So what, what was the thinking in shifting from something that was a, a hobby kind of a project that you came up, you came upon, uh, kind of to help you through that day to something that's a business, uh, project, a learning opportunity and something for you to expand and even taking into account your, your culinary background. I, I don't know how I missed that. <laughs> oh, uh, so it's, it's a lot. Um, so for me, I was making it at home and the process and, and cooking and process and producing a, you know, a product is, is not really that different. It's more, it's just, you know, you have your mise en place, you have all your ingredients, you cost it, and then you, you replicate it. And it's not, it's not really a big difference. It's just like a dish versus, you know, a, a beverage. Mm -hmm. And the experimental side is there too, where it's like, Oh, what style do I want to do or what flavors or et cetera. So it's not the mindset seems very different, but it, it, the skill set is the same, you know, cleanliness and organization and, you know, understanding temperature and time is the same with food. Um, but how I transitioned was I was cooking in a cidery in DC. Um, 
And I was kind of doing cooking and bartending and I had to learn the cider program. And I was just, I was kind of at the point where I, I noticed that I was doing a lot of the jobs that help make this business a functioning business. Yeah. And I would be able to do that for myself because I was doing it for someone else. So I used Tortuga or I used the kombucha as the vehicle to start my own business. I dig it. I, I like how you threw your culinary training terminology and with the mise en place. I was like, all right. I was like, I, I've, I've read a, I've read a French culinary book before. Everything is in this place. I dig <laughs> it. Uh, yeah. So I, I want to kick this scenario and we'll get back to talking kombucha a little bit, but I want to, I want to break this one in. Um, so, you know, uh, let's say you just won $10 million, right? What is that first song that you're playing when you're, you're celebrating? Is it, is it something very like New York hip hop? Is it trip hop? Is it jazz? What do you got? Um, so I have a lot of different songs for like, I guess everyone has a lot of different songs for different scenarios. Yeah. Uh, my song would probably just be, uh, uh, ooh, beach doctor by odyssey. Or, oh no. Chillaxing by the sea by grammatics. That is my jam right there. Um, and it's, it is no words. I like more, I'm more of an instrumental person. Uh, the, those songs are for like helping me relax, but they're also like high to like a little bit more energy yeah. or club club music for real. Like I, okay. <laughs> when I, work, I really took on like the club dancing and the music and I play club music when I make kombucha like every night, like is this, so that's just like energy. So I would probably play some club. So <laughs> I, I hear you. The multiple answers. <laughs> yeah, it just depends on where you're at. I can I can hear the club music come in, and it's just like either that at the Baltimore Club, or the Jersey Club, or I guess some version of like house music, some derivative, and it's just something in there that's like quasi inappropriate. But it's just like yeah, I just got ten. I guess got ten no, so I don't care. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's um, it's a celebratory music. Is you know, it helps you feel comfortable in your body. It's a move that can be free. And that's kind of the point. So like money can be that, but ultimately being free, like physically and mentally, you know, the gets you there. So, yeah. And, and I think also uh, it, it, it's on brand or in, in the literal sense is like within experience, like, Club music, when I think of club music, I think of black music, I think of brown music, I think of, oh no, this is our stuff. You know, so just having something that falls on brand, like if yeah. someone's like, oh yeah, I play opera. It's like, all right then. <laughs> <laughs> There's, oh, there is this black, uh, is a, he's a black violinist. Mm -hmm. uh, he makes really good, uh, he does like mixes uh, of, you know, opera and, and, and hip hop, trip hop. That's really cool, but <laughs> I won't play opera. Can't do it. <laughs> I think I'll just play like the themes, the theme song from movies I like. Like when when Rocky's coming back against the Russians, it's like, yeah, I'm just gonna play this real quick. Yeah, my my victory for all y'all to know. That's one uh, tank from Cowboy Pop. Okay, see, I'm, I was working on my my jet black sideburns just for context. <laughs> I got to do a little work though. Uh, so I read you worked in various restaurants um, in Baltimore, Petit uh, Louis, uh, La Cuchara. Um, and in what ways has, like outside of what you touched on with just the organization components or similar, but in what other ways maybe in stuff that you've learned there or just your approach to your ingredients helped you with um, Tortuga? I just treat, I treat like my product mm -hmm. with respect. Well, like 
what I do with respect and my customers with respect. Like, that's what I learned. I learned that I want to be, you know, the role model that, that I would want to look up to. So like, if I were to get an employee, <laughs> I don't have any yet. Uh, I would want them to feel, I mean, they're not me, so they're not going to be like, oh, I love kombucha and, you know, I also cook and stuff. But, you know, at least they'll take the job or the career seriously while they're working with me because I do. You know, I you know, I, I put in 100% all the time for every part from the branding to the label to the collaborations to reaching out to the customer and the, the guests, like every part of my business is important, not just the, the product. So like I learned that, but at least that's what I learned that mm-hmm. from observation. Um, and also just being able to like finding new ingredients, you know, or for example, new tea and trying to turn it into kombucha is no different than finding like new produce or meat or, or chicken or you know, like poultry and, and turning into an amazing dish. So like I kind of, my brain works the same way, just with different yeah. ingredients. Um, uh, but I still try to make sure I respecting like the products and cause people put it inside their bodies so that, you know, you, you want to, well, people want to trust you. So I, I want to make sure that they, they can. I dig it. Um, so let's speak on the process a little bit of, how, how you go about making your kombucha and what separates it from other um, products that are around? Uh, I think the minimalist, the minimal approach is what separates it. Um, there are other businesses, uh, kombucha businesses in the United States that make tea focused kombucha. Mm-hmm. There are a lot, but there are a few of us, probably like five, maybe, uh, which is not a few, but it's more than a few, but, uh, um, but I just focus on the tea flavors, you know, other brands, I don't know how they make their kombucha, but pretty much they have like a tea vehicle, like all kombucha should be made from tea. And then it's like flavored somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I wouldn't expect each business to make a different tea for each different flavor. So they probably have like one base, you know, kombucha mm-hmm. and then they flavor it differently. Yeah. But that's, that's my thought. I don't know if that's true. Um, but for me, I take each kombucha, each tea and it, it is all, it's its own thing. So every kombucha is its own thing. And I just make it, I, it's like sourdough. So like you need to start in order to make kombucha, you need kombucha. Mm-hmm. So like the previous, let's say oolong kombucha, the first one I've ever made is always existent in every bottle because there's a little bit that gets transferred over. So it's like fortification of the same thing. So like that flavor is going to be more and more concentrated over time versus if I like had a base and then I just like pull some out and then like added like tea to it, mm-hmm. then they're going to taste like this and with like long in it. Yeah. Uh, so I think that distinguishes my product. Um, but also my branding is pretty simple. My bottle size, uh, I want it to be a portion, not like five portions yeah. uh, the kombucha changes over time um, and some people drink a lot of kombucha but not everyone and I'd rather someone say oh that was really good and I'm done and want more versus them saying oh that was good I can't finish this and then it sits in their fridge for X amount of time so that, I think I was intentional about the bottle size 
Yeah. I mean, definitely the, the branding, the bottle size, that kind of stuff like sticks out to me. And yeah, like for, for me, if I'm drinking kombucha, it's like, all right, I just want enough as kind of a refresher and kind of recognizing like, yeah, stomach's a little sour today. Can we, can we sort this out? And that's kind of the purpose of it for me. But when it's like too much there, it's like, I'm not making this part of my daily ritual. Let me get like a four pack or whatever. <laughs> Let me get four bottles and make that a thing as opposed to, as you said, you go back into it. It's like, man, this is leftovers. This is this is old. Yeah. It's, it's I don't want to say bad, but it's 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 not from. It's like you know a soda. You know, like when you first open some ginger ale, it's the best ginger ale ever, even though it's still a soda. But but then you close it. Every subsequent open is different because there's no bubbles. It gets flat. It tastes completely completely different. And and for kombucha, it's always living. So it's going like the other way like soda's going down and like kombucha's going like turning up like yeah. when you open it is more bacteria going in so it can continue but you have to start taking care of it which is the feast of purpose of why people buy it you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's going up like it's playing that club music you were describing when you get your 10 million <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah the tempo is just getting it get, it, as soon as you open it the environment change so like it's it's a you know there's a timer beat drop kombucha uh so <laughs> so so speak on the mission a little bit you know you said it's kind of in this business space so if if you were describing a mission or a mission that's out there like share that with us and maybe how it's maybe changed over your your progression in in this space you said my mission yes yeah. um so originally my mission was just to distinguish myself from x and wild bay uh, just because I know they were there. Um, I wasn't going to be like, I'm going to make kombucha because I can and not do any market research. I mean, I mean, specifically from the two that are made in more. I mean, there are like 25 in the supermarket, but those are, you know, at that point, it, it, I'm trying to be a contender locally yeah. uh, initially. So my mission was to be the third most known kombucha business in Baltimore. And not be the most sold, just the most known. Like if people say, Ooh, kombucha in Baltimore, it'll be, you know, you know, Hex, Wild Bay and me. And yeah. and that's an accomplishment <laughs> in itself uh, or Maryland for that matter. Um, and so that was my, my original mission. And then it went from that to, I realized that like all of the tea that I use, you know, once I use it, it goes, it would have gone in the trash. So I started composting it. So, uh, that adds some good carbon uh, and some, just some wet to the compost. And then you can use that compost to, to grow more herbs, which I bring my culinary in my kitchen background. So I could grow herbs so that I can turn into tea sun and then I'd create the cycle. Yeah. Uh, so and I was added into my mission uh, to reduce as much waste as possible. So then when I was doing that, I realized that my bottles are small and I learned this from Hex. They they have a bottle return program and they have like a wine size bottle. So it makes sense. But for me, it's, they're small bottles, but glass is not really getting recycled appropriately anyway. So if it comes back to me, I'll pay you know people back for those bottles and it, get, it doesn't go in a landfill. At least it, it gets one more use, you know? Yeah. And uh, so then it went from reusing the, the tea to reu reusing and recycling the glass bottles. Um, and so, and also it helps with my cost because when you start off as a small business, you can't purchase, you know, 10,000 bottles. Cause that's how you get it cheap. That's how you could get 
you know, soda for so cheap because they buy a whole bunch of, of their materials and then they could just, it's cheaper that way. For me, it costs more because I buy less. Right. Um, so that, that program really helps. Um, and so now I just want to be, so reusing, recycling, and now I want to be <laughs> the, the kombucha, almost like the kombucha that's treated like wine, I guess. I want to be featured in like, in fancy restaurants yeah. and they're tasting was in one of the courses like like oh this jasmine kabuchi goes well with our squab and blah, blah you know because that's how my brain is yeah. and and so like i always think that way yeah and 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 i want it to go well with food so not only just you know as a standalone beverage but to be part of like other parts of your your routine so so those are my, those are part of my missions you know it would be but great it would be great to see like you hatless on the bottle, on the back of the bottle, almost like one of those wine people with the ascot on and like a public blazer. It's like, all right, this your after dinner kombucha is here, sir. Uh, I, 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 the day when like my product is in like a mission star restaurant is going to be like the day where I'm going to turn up all the way. I'm just going to reach out to whoever it just tells people that it's, it's lit. I don't, it don't matter. It's, it's going to be so good. It's going to be, it's going to be the best, but that, that's like my, my intrinsic goal. Like uh, I don't, I, you don't make money that way, you know, <laughs> but those things like, Oh man, this, you know, very well renowned chef. Um, so, you know, finds my product valuable to their program. Yeah. I think that's really awesome. So, uh, I appreciate the chefs that have put my product on the menu in Baltimore. Um, and I want to reach more chefs in their palates so that they can be like, man, this is really good. And uh, that that's my goal too. So multiple goals. It'd be great if you're just like, you're mad cause I'm shining on you just with the, <laughs> with the kombucha bottle. Uh, so I read that kombucha is pretty healthy. And I noticed that more and more like, you know, black folk, our folk, uh, are, are paying more attention to like working out and adopting a more plant-based uh, diet. Is there, um, is that something that you consider with your kombucha as well? Like just, you know, appealing to an audience that's more health conscious, that's more, um, focused on just, just their overall wellness. I, I, to answer your question directly. No, I, I, I know kombucha is supposed to be healthy and it is. And that's not my focal point. My focal point was the tea. Um, I need to speak for itself and I want it to be a, bre- a beverage that you enjoy, you know, in the environments, like if you're drinking casually or with food. So the same way how I cook, you know, I'm not afraid to use butter. I like protein, like, well, I like animal protein. And so I don't want to, you know, use the health as a vehicle to sell my product because that is not the forefront of my product. It is there, yep. it exists, but I want it to be for everybody and not focus on people who are healthy. Cause sometimes the, those two groups don't, they don't, they're not in the same lane, you know, like yeah. health conscious people, they're usually, you know, they have their own thing going and then people who go do everything, they, they don't, they kind of avoid health conscious things mm-hmm. or, or they, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to drink some kombucha because I had a whole bunch of, you know, you know, milkshake, you know. So <laughs> those thoughts don't go across the same person's mind. Yeah. 
unless they intentionally had the milkshake because they were like indulging themselves. So now they're making themselves feel bad. So they're almost punishing themselves to drink this kombucha. And I don't want people to feel like, Oh yeah, I guess I got to drink it because it's supposed to be healthy. Cause that's not what I want you. I don't want that thought process happening. I want them to feel like, Oh, you know, I really like this business because they take care of me yeah. and it tastes good. So those are completely different thought processes. So I don't even like, really try to think about it that way. No, I dig it. That's, that's legit. Like, um, when I'm making those purchases, you know, earlier, uh, like I drink a lot of like odd beverages and like, or, or things that are outside of water or outside of like, geez, I don't, I don't really drink soda, but, um, I like something that has a fizz to it. You'll see me always yeah. with either coffee or Topo Chico. And if I can find a way to bring a tonic and coffee together, boom, regular. Ooh. Yeah. It's a good combo. It's a good combo. Um, but yeah, definitely in those times where I've had kombucha, um, my girl was like, why are you drinking that? She's like, is that how it's like, it's tastes good. That's why I'm drinking it. And I was like, you should have some. And so, so that's, that's, I, I definitely dig it. Um, so I got one last question before I get to my rapid fire questions and which and we'll wrap up the show from here. Um, when I think of Tatuga, um, I think of tortoises. Uh, moving at a slower pace. How does that relate to your business and, and what do you do in your downtime? Um, so to the first part of your question, I, the same way how I, I learned how to cook in the kitchen, how long it took me to get good in the kitchen. I put in quotation marks because you always have to get better. Um, it takes me a long time. I'm a repetition person, even though I, I get bored doing repetition, like tasks repeatedly. I also get better and it takes time for me to get the wisdom and, you know, to kind of hone in on the way I want the product to be also like the way I want the brand to be like, so all the little intentional things I do, I literally, I call it analysis paralysis because I would think about it over and over and over like, Oh, but what about this? Oh, what about this? And, and, when I get feedback, when I do something over and over again, and I see the different changes, it makes me better. It makes me easy. It makes it easier for me to make decisions as a leader or as a business owner. And so I kind of want to embody that style, like the Tortuga, the, the wisdom of just taking my time to perfect, or I don't want to say perfect, but to get the product the best it can possibly be. And it can also get better and change. It just takes time. So I wanted to embody that and just kind of, help help me be more more patient and just like kind of see it for you know life for what it is is like i don't have to rush you know like i'm not young i'm not old but i don't have to rush to try to make you know a million dollars off of kombucha because that sounds ridiculous that statement sounds ridiculous in, in itself it's like oh yeah i'm gonna be rich selling kombucha you know like at that point the whole thought process about the you know quality and taking care of the guests goes out the window because yeah. you know, I, so I just kind of like want to focus on what I'm trying to provide and the whole entire thing. I want to be intentional. Um, and it takes time to, you know, build the trust with the people, you know, per, you know, fine tune my products, fine tune my branding and fine tune my, you know, my business ethics too, yeah. because when people come to my business, they're going to see that this is the vibe and I want them to see that it took a long time for me to create the vibe. So is I'm just curating the vibe. <laughs> it, it's, and it's going back to, I think your, um, just your purpose in it. Like if you don't get too far and get unfocused on what the actual goal is, you've identified the goals. Like, look, 
I want to do this. I like doing this. I like using the, the tea to do this and, and things of that nature. I mean, I want to make kombucha, but also I want to make sure that the people, my guests, my, my customers, clients, that they're locked into the vibe. Yeah. So that was, that's the answer to your first part. What was the second part of your question? How do you, what do you do to spend your, your downtime? I know, I know a big piece of it is um, dedicated uh, towards a little one, but how, how yeah. do you spend your, your downtime? Uh, so it is taking care of my daughter. Well, I guess that's not downtime. Uh, uh, I play video games. I'm a gamer. I would like to say I'm a gamer. Uh, I listen to some podcasts. I walk my dog a lot. Um, I hang out with my wife. Uh, <laughs> um, that's, that's pretty much all. Because <laughs> I just, the amount of time that I have free is like, maybe an hour or two after work, yeah. after baby care, after dog watching, after hanging out with my wife, after taking care of the house, I'll maybe have an hour or two. And so like, you know, do I want to play video games for three hours? Yeah, of course. But I fall asleep. I literally will fall asleep doing things that, you know, that are on the, the highest of the priority scale. Yeah. I'll just fall asleep now like i used to be able to play i can't even stay up <laughs> yeah i can't stay up past midnight anymore it's like i'll be like you know it's spooky season right now as we're recording this and my girl will throw on like some horror movies like i think we we're watching creep show and she's like you sure you want to watch this i know you're gonna fall asleep and then my thing is because i'm so tall and i hate sitting on the couch for like long hours i'll just lay on the floor next to the dog and it looks ridiculous because yeah. the dog is enormous. I'm enormous. It's like, what the hell is going on here? And yeah. <laughs> I'll fall asleep holding the dog like it's a teddy bear. Dog's like a 90-pound sheeper doodle. So oh. it's the funniest visual. And she's like, like I said, I knew you were going to go to sleep. That's like, look, yeah. I, the person died. She's like, that's every episode. I was like, yeah. <laughs> that's true. No, I'm like, I can, I stay up because I'm like, after my wife and daughter goes to sleep, I go and make kombucha. Yeah. But when I get home, it's like two, three o'clock, you know, there's no video game energy, you know, there's no, <laughs> there's no sit in front of a TV energy there or, or screen computer, yeah. like paperwork and stuff like there's, I'm going to take a shower and then I'm, I'm going to act like I want to drink a beer, but then it's going to be full. And then my wife's going to wake up and be like, Hey, what's that? And I'm like, I tried, you know, like, I'm just <laughs> it's like, I have just enough energy to close my eyelids. That's about yeah. it. So, so that, that's what it is. And it's not, it's not a bad thing. It's just, that's the reality. You know, we, our priorities shift and, you know, it's some days, you know, you get the free time and you, you know, you know, I, Oh, I like going out to eat. That's what I like doing that. You know, that's how I learn. And so if I could do that too, that's, that's something I do in my free time, but that's also like work almost to me, you know, is research. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, so it's like some of the things I do are kind of like both, mm -hmm. but if it had to be a free time, it would be playing video games, reading anime, <laughs> or watching anime, um, gardening now, because <laughs> I'm a parent yeah. and a husband. So I'm doing that. But the gardening is like an activity I do with my daughter too. So it's kind of dual purpose. So yeah, those, uh, those answers. Yeah. Um, I like to look at that approach as almost stealing time. It's like, I, if I can stack two competing interests into one thing that I feel is true to each of them, that's that sweet yeah. spot. Because if it's like, I can do a podcast while like kind of connecting with someone, 
like legitimately yeah. not like, yeah, I'm done with this interview. Peace. See you in hell or whatever. <laughs> you know, it feels it, it's a different vibe and it's a different energy. And I think you get a little more, a little more out of it. Or even if it's like, I should be hanging out with my girlfriend. It's like, all right, Hey, you want to come and do this thing with me? It might be something that's network oriented, but uh, my, my girl loves to have an opportunity to wear something nice and go out and show off her, her, her great colored hair. Cause she always dyes her hair this time of the year. So, you nice. know, it's a good combo. I'm bald. So I don't really have that. Um, so now we're at this last part, uh, my rapid fire questions. And I like to craft these in a way just to get feedback from the guest. It doesn't need any context. It's just, what's your answer? All right. First one, first one I have is favorite tea. Favorite tea? I, I hover. So Genmaicha would be one, which is the, that's kind of like my winter tea is a brown toasted rice. I used to do that with, um, with food. And then Ujigyokoro, which is a green tea. Um, it get, it, um, it, that tea is like fire to me. So <laughs> I feel like we're going to have a tea conversation after this probably. We, we, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, that one I'm, I recently learned about and I, I love it. So it's really nice. Um, so that's my answer. Uh, the next one is since uh, Tortuga, tor Turtle, Tortoise, the whole thing, who's your favorite Ninja Turtle? Ooh, I don't even remember all their names. I know it's uh, Dantello, Michelangelo, Raphael, and who, the orange one, the one with the orange. Uh, orange is Michelangelo, blue is oh. who you're thinking of, and that's Leonardo. Okay, so actually, so I liked uh, Nunchucks because uh, he was kind of like how I am, kind of the wild card style. Um, so I would say him because he always, he never really got enough like shine. They always like kind of like pooped on him, but he was like a good, he was good and very like dynamic character. But like yeah. it was like, oh yeah, the guy with the swords is better than the one with the the I don't know the tri Size. yeah yeah. Like he's cool, but like like Green Ranger. Put <laughs> aside, he's like the Black Ranger of Ninja Turtles. He's like just like go like why why I do that? Nunchucks cool. Like, like what is it? Uh, Bruce Lee used nunchucks. Like that was his tool. Like come on. My brother's gonna love this because that's his favorite turtle. He's like, look, no one ever respects Michelangelo. Damn it. Insane, <laughs> Bruce Lee. Nunchucks. He pulled nunchucks out of out of out of nowhere. So gotta gotta respect it. And you knew he was gonna get busy with them too. So it's yeah. like, yeah, you gotta respect these sticks, my guy. Um yeah. so fermented foods real quick. Um sauerkraut or kimchi. Ooh, that's hard because I I like both. I would say sauerkraut when it's with recruit, uh just because it's recruit season, mm -hmm. but kimchi is like all year. Legit. And kimchi has that spice element too. You can get the different heat on there. Um, yeah. I like throwing that in a bowl with something, maybe some seaweed or something and ginger clear everything out. Yeah. I just recently miso kimchi from Hex and I was eating it with a quiche. <laughs> as, you, as you should, as you should. Yeah. You know, that's a good combo. <laughs> so now these last two are cooking related. Uh, favorite meal to cook. Rice and beans. I, a, I like to channel the inner Puerto Rican that I never really practiced. And growing up in New York, when I discovered rice and beans, it was like the jam. So every time someone's like, oh, we're going to have company or people want to come over for dinner, I make rice and beans because that's like my soul food right there. Like that's the food that I, I yeah. share with people. 
and they know that I, I'm to, I want to take care of them. So rest in beans. Which part of New York are you from again? Brooklyn. My girl's from Brooklyn. She always puts in the rice and beans. Yeah. Always. So it's like, no one really knows. It's like the whole other side of Brooklyn, not the, the place where all the people near Manhattan are now. It's like the other side. But um, that's, yeah, it's, that's where I am. That's where I was from. So. She'll throw it out from Bed-Stuy, get it right. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. <laughs> Uh, last thing, favorite place to eat in Baltimore. You mentioned you like going out to eat. So, and it's not saying one place is better, but what is one of your favorite places to go out to get your, to get that food in? Oh man, that's such a loaded question. I know, right? Uh, you're trying to get me in trouble. Um, so I have, I have places for things. So my favorite place to get pizza is Isabella's in Little Italy. Okay. And as we said, based off the Ninja Turtles, I love pizza. Um, so um, Isabella's is my favorite pizza. Um, and then anytime I can make an excuse to go to Charleston and afford it, I would love to go to Charleston every single day. Um, and then if it's low key, then Louie, well, Tupinti Louie is nice. Uh, and then I think... I just listed all 20 foreign restaurants. Uh, that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> Minus Isabella's. Uh, I would say to, to throw a curveball, there's this uh, deli way up in off of Lock Raven and uh, Joppa Road. It's called El Pastores. Oh, yeah, yeah. And sandwiches over there. They make good sandwiches. So I would put that, I'll throw that one in there just to be. Uh, county. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you were inclusive. You didn't burn any bridges there. I dig it. Yeah. Put my man's kombucha okay. in your place, guys. <laughs> uh, so that's all the questions that I have. Um, I want to give you a chance to plug anything that you want to plug, your website, your social media, all of that stuff. And again, thank you, Davon, for coming on to the podcast. Of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can find me at tortugacombucha.com. Also, that's the Insta as well, just tortugacombucha. Um, and yeah, you know, I post what we're doing is very raw. It's not like raw when you think raw It's more like bare bone posting. I say, Oh, look, I got a, a, I got a couple of bottles, you know, like a pallet of bottles, like sharing my business journey and, uh, talking about tea. Um, and just, I just like, uh, you know, if you aren't into kombucha, that's cool. But if you want to try some kombucha, I'll pour you a tasting and we can find the one that you like and we can see where we go from there. Um, and yeah, thanks for having me. Totally. So for Davon Pulliam of Tatuga Kombucha, I am Rob Lee saying that there is business in and around Baltimore. You just have to look for it. Mm-hmm.